I'm nervous too. Just oh, be yourselves. Yeah, okay. Who let's... am I? Oh. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk University. Today, we are still continuing, yes, our uh, Who Are You series. Um, and for this episode, we're pretty much just going to be reflecting about who we are as college students. Uh, it is a little bit of a bigger group today. This is Nat speaking, or Natalie. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, so let's get straight down to business um, about that huge question of who am I that I literally cannot even answer myself. <laughs> well, maybe I will by the end of this episode. <laughs> um, <the> spoiler alert. <laughs> how's everyone doing? How does everyone feel? Doing good. It was my first day of classes, but uh, I'm a little tired already. Uh, not used to going to class, but but it's okay. <laughs> Next, tomorrow is a new day. <laughs> yeah Luis I feel you like oh it's just speaking by the way um but like for me right now I'm chilling I was talking to y'all a little bit about the existential crisis I'm already having in my plant <laughs> science class um I like I told you guys today like I finally got my textbook and it's week three so I opened that book and I just started crying because I have no idea what's happening in that class, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm doing all right. <laughs> yeah, it's really like that. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, Maria here. I'm also doing all right. I think today was a big day for me too because I started actually writing parts of my thesis. Ooh, ooh. So that, that'll be fun. Yeah, I have my honors thesis to complete this spring and I'm a little nervy, not gonna lie. <laughs> Like somehow I'm supposed to write like 40 something pages about my research. Um, I could never. Double space, 14 point mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that works on LaTeX. <laughs> but we love a good vibe check. I had a mental health weekend, so I did absolutely nothing. Yeah. And it was well nice. Deserved. Thank you. Um, I'm feeling it, low-key regretting it because I have so much work to do. But, you know, we'll get through it. It's only week three, seven more weeks to go. And pray for me, please. I don't know how it's going to happen, but we'll make it work. Yes, pray. I know you got this, too. Definitely. But just as I said before already, I'm asking y'all now, who are you? Tell the audience right now. Uh, right now yes right now like you just have to answer it right now mm. and we'll end it no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> that's a loaded question oh no <laughs> uh what do you mean like am i a, like who am i on paper or do you mean like you know like my a student major name birthplace or do you mean like in a more real sense like deeper questions like who what is my purpose uh why am i here well, what do I like to do, <laughs> etc. Are we just gonna have like a group existential crisis right now? I love it. Seems like it. <laughs> but 
I guess uh, I can bring up what someone told me somewhere at some point in my life <laughs> where the meaning of life is to give life meaning. And ever since I heard that, I've like never been the same since. So I guess you kind of put your own meaning into life. I don't know if it's like religion or the people around you or how you see that, but I've been kind of living by that. That's a good quote. I like that quote. I, whenever I think about these really like hard to answer questions, I try to like take smaller bites. So I, I guess for me, um, one of the things that I've given meaning to, if we're saying like life is about giving stuff to meaning to stuff, um, is in a way uh, learning or, or education. So in, in my case, it's just the traditional sense of going to college and learning and stuff. Um, and I think that was something that only started when I when I came to college because I feel like in high school it was academics were just a thing that I had to do. It was just kind of like a thing that were there, just classes they had to take, grades I had to earn, um, and mm -hmm. facts I had to learn. But I hardly ever had, you know, the chance to think about what that meant for me and and just like as a whole. Um, and so what I mean by that is I think now the pursuit of everything that I, I try to learn about um, is essentially just me trying to understand myself. So whether that's through biology or through astronomy, through physics, through philosophy, whatever, um, it's just basically me trying to understand myself. So I think in that sense, that's how I've given meaning to my life in that aspect of like learning about myself. I don't know. Does anyone feel like that? Yeah, I think like for me, I've also found like a huge fascination for science and perhaps like not only understanding like myself, but also like the world around me. I think like I have found uh, that my life has had a lot of meaning, meaning because of like the education that I've gained, especially through physics, um, because I think physics has like just helped me appreciate really like the world around me. And I see like, you know, what you mentioned about like there are things that you learn in school that just seem so arbitrary. Like, oh, you learn like, I don't know, the Pythagorean theorem or something. You're like, when mm -hmm. will I ever use this in my life, in real life? But, you know, I think like physics is a lot of applications of like those kind of like trivial things that, I don't know, just to me, they make more sense and it have made me like really appreciate that. Like, for instance, there's like physics in, in my everyday life. Like when I'm playing timpani, like as a percussionist, I always think about like vessel functions or, you know, how things work, uh, like looking at the sunset. And I'm always thinking like, I just appreciate the sunsets a lot more because I just understand like how light scattering works and like what makes that all those pretty colors like happen or even more like mundane things like day-to-day -day life. Like, oh, I'm looking at, like pouring water from a pitcher or like from a barrel <laughs> and like looking at like the flow of water, like fluid flow, like, you know, motion, stuff like that. It's just like, I see physics being applied to every day. And I think like that is, that is really, really cool. And I think like, to me, academics has like really shaped like my passions for some subjects. Um, like I know for instance, like other students are really passionate about their own things. Um, like I know jazz is like super passionate about education, you know, like to me that is physics. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, I don't know, it's so cool to see that, you know, academics plays like a role in shaping who you are and how you see the world, right? Like, you know, for you, it's physics, for mm -hmm. me, it's education. And I feel like, you know, 
somehow like I can always tie like my life experiences or anybody's kind of life experiences back to like a moment in time in education you know like I don't know we spend so much time like growing up in a classroom right like in K through 12 like (laughs) you know, or even making the mistake of calling like your teacher mom or something, you know, right? Like that's how much time we'd be spending in a classroom. <laughs> so like, I don't know, I guess for me, you know, as I'm taking a STEM class right now, like I can really think about like where my perceived dislike for STEM rooted, like was rooted in. And I think it's because like my educational experiences regarding science and like math and things like that, come down to like teachers that didn't really like nurture my love for science you know like it wasn't encouraged and things like that so you know just thinking about the ways that like our academics have a big influence on like who we are how we see the world and stuff but you know luckily I think like my K through 12 experience or like even just like my high school experience has been really different from my college experience because in college like I've been able to like take back science and like you know, it's, it's reshaped, like, yeah, (laughs) I mean, in my plant science class, but like, I don't absolutely hate it, right, like, I think, luckily, in college, like, we've been able to, like, you know, reshape a little bit of of ourselves through taking, like, our GE classes, right, Mm -hmm. like, we're, we're a little bit more than our majors, like, although my heart is in sociology and education, like, my GEs have really opened my eyes to, like, other fields and, like, worlds that I can still be a part of like they don't necessarily have to be like my career path or anything but you know like I think college really opened up that that door for me and like helped me be like a more multi-dimensional scholar like I'm not I'm more than an education like in sociology double major like I can like science too even though I struggle but like you know (laughs) that's okay that's okay it, it shapes a lot of who we are I think Yeah, and I feel like that also ties into like just our lived experiences as a whole change who we are, how we view the world and how we interact with the world. And the lived experiences, if you kind of read the description of our podcast, that's like a core theme, like we have different lived experiences and we want to bring that into this podcast and show how we value and acknowledge these experiences and how they play into who we are as people. And I know that we all see the world differently and I think there's something inherently beautiful about that. I love encountering people who have different experiences and are able to bring that into a conversation or into just how they are as people. And I love learning about that too. And how we see the world through our own like lived experiences and how that view changes as we study different things in school. I think that's beautiful and wonderful too. Like I love changing how I perceive something in school just through like my own experience in the past because I'll be going through a topic with other people and they'll be like well I introduce it this way and I see it this way when I'm like well I didn't get that at all because I come (laughs) from a different place and culture but in general that view changes like what we decide to even study in school like our experience and like what we experience daily and who we even decide to like interact with and be social with yeah I oh go ahead Sorry, I was gonna like just random question. If if you were to go back to your, I guess like younger self and wanted to get them interested in what you're studying now, like currently, like it, and you could only tell them like about one little fact or one little piece of information to like try to like get their attention. Like, do you think? Do you have something that you like has impacted you or or like 
blown your mind and, and anything that you studied that would be like, oh, I like this. I, I, I would tell them this to like get them hooked. And like for me, it's it's like it in like when I was younger, I never sort of considered too much about like the, the roles of like microorganisms or bacteria or, or stuff like that. But it's such a like a rich universe and like it, that affects our body, even though we don't really like think about it. So that would be kind of like what I mean by, by the question. But do you guys have anything that like kind of struck you and that you would tell a younger version of yourself to like hook them? Yeah, I think a younger version of myself was already told this. So some of y'all that had Ms. Valentiner, you already know what I'm about hey, to yeah. say. I but don't. I have it ingrained. <laughs> she always said like, sin educación no hay progreso which means like without education, like there's no progress. And I think that really ties into both like the social part of me and the education part of me, right? And I think that was like, I mean, I didn't know it then, like I'm gonna be an education and social double major when I grew up, like, no. <laughs> um, definitely like my senior year of high school, I was like, bro, I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life. But, you know, as I got into college, like a lot of things started clicking and a lot of things started making sense. And so luckily, like, shout out to her for being like such a great teacher and educator and like, you know, tying it back to educational experiences, right? Like she was one of those that like really fostered like my love for learning and stuff. So I think that that's one for me. That's yeah. a good question, Louise. Yeah, that is a good question. <laughs> I'd say for me, it was def it is definitely like something that I, that I learned like during my theoretical physics course. And it's like that a lot of things are basically modeled by a harmonic oscillator. And like, you know, like what even is a harmonic oscillator? You know, you just think of like a mass on a spring, like oscillating back and forth. And like that, sim like such a simple scenario can describe so many things in our world. Like for instance, little particles and scattering in the sunset and, you know, why the sky is blue, things like that are just like, can be broken down into such simple things like a harmonic oscillator, like simple harmonic motion. And I think like that to me was such a like, uh, wow, our world is like connected in so many more ways than we realize. And like finding those connections is like what really interests me about physics specifically. And I'm like, wow, like if I could just like find all those connections in like such abstract concepts like black holes or gravitational waves with like more basic understanding of like physics, like, come on. I'm hooked like I want to learn more I wish you were my professor my professor just like told us know how to solve these equations that's it if I, he would have told me like that I would have been like oh this is cool <laughs> tie it back to education <laughs> good good educational experiences definitely I think I would definitely tell my younger self that you'll be able to learn how everything works together and how everything is tied together but it all starts from like how you grew up like I'll be able to tell myself like the neighbors on your block can affect how like you turn out as a person in the future and how you turn out and how you contribute to society can affect how the society runs and how that affects other societies. I'm a social global major also psych minor so like getting to know who you are as a person and how that affects the people around you, but also the bigger picture, which is like, I love looking at the bigger picture. 
like you know it all goes it all goes to the top like it's like oh <laughs> it's like a there's like a big explanation for everything and there's always that and um I think my younger self would be like that's pretty cool <laughs> yes. that's cool I love that the whole the bigger picture thing I mean you know for me like I don't think it'd be well just because like for me I'm pursuing art um Although I do wish I was better at science. I really do. It's so fascinating and yet nothing clicks in my brain. <laughs> we need artists. We need you in the arts. Yeah, creative divergent thinking. That's what we need. <laughs> but but yeah, so going along with that, like for me, I think what I would just tell my younger self is like the world is your canvas. I I know that's like definitely like wow, I love that. <laughs> I'm saying, but you know, like the limits are no there are no limits you know or like I remember hearing one time someone there said, is no edge of the page is that what you're saying the limit does not exist <laughs> <laughs> so I mean possibilities everything whatever you want to do like just do it wow <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we should frame that yeah I want that frame I love Bicho's phrases, everything. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think like, you know, just, I mean, that was a really great question, Lisa. And like, I feel like it really shows how all of us have like this common theme of connection, right? Like everything is somehow connected. Like our experiences when we were younger is somehow connected to now. And, you know, like, like Julie was kind of talking about like our lived experiences really play a big role in like making up who we are and stuff. And I think like a part of those lived experiences could also be related back to like the people we surround ourselves, right? Like surround ourselves mm -hmm. with, you know, our social interactions with people. And like, I don't know, this makes me think of something that my mom used to tell me that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me back then. Like I would just brush it off. But, you know, she would say like, dime con quien andas y te diré quien eres. And like, you know, I would just be like, okay, mm -hmm. like, like you know but now <laughs> now I get it no, I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> like now I I don't know I really value those words because you know I think like my mindset has changed so much from high school like I think in high school you know a lot of times we surround ourselves with people simply because we see them every day like we feel obligated to you know be surrounded by these people all the time but like in college, like I feel like I've become so much more like intentional about who I'm around, like most of the time, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, like it, it's exactly what that dicho says. Like, you know, you you are who you surround yourself with to some extent. Like we are basically like these little boxes that carry memories of like all our different lived experiences, people and experiences alike. So you know, I think in order to really like come into who you are, you need to be intentional about like the experiences you have and like the people you share that with. That was, that was so well said. And honestly made, reminded me of another dicho that my parents would say was, por las plumas se conoce el pájaro. And which I guess translated would be like, you know, from the feathers, you know, what kind of bird it is. Um, but pretty much going back to like what Jazz is saying, you know, with these like lived experiences with these uh, people that you meet, these people that are in your life, these relationships that you have, the interaction, just everything. 
um, happening in your life. You know, they, they change who you are. They shape how you live. Um, you know, that could be good. That could be bad. Um, but, you know, wanting to take care of your feathers <laughs> or, you know, wanting to like maybe change who you are or, or do something about it. You know, sometimes you are forced to set boundaries. Um, so with some people that you feel like are ruffling up your feathers or you feel like, you know, are damaging. <laughs> yes, we're up. Um, you know, I don't know who needs to hear this, but sometimes you need to like block. Yes. <laughs> Unfollow block them. Unfollow Hit the block button. <laughs> report. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> block report yes. everything. But you know, just to again, you know, for your own self of like I said, taking care of your own feathers, you know, taking care of yourself, of who you are, your identity and everything. If clearly there's someone who's not being a good part of that, you know. Um, you got to protect your peace. Like you got to protect your peace. Life is too short to just let people take your energy. Like, so it's not selfish. It's self-care, period. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, in this moment of my life, like, or at least like the beginning of college, um, which was like a whole new chapter for me, uh, it was really hard to sort of not only figure out who I am, but also the people that like I was going to be hanging out with who were going to be having a great influence on me. Um, but fortunately for me, uh, it ended up being my roommates that, you know, I ended up being closest to who I feel, you know, if you were to see them, you would know who I am, I guess, in a way, <laughs> like the saying Jazz said. But um, yeah, because I mean, I try joining like clubs and organizations, but um, in the end, I feel like my roommates are the ones who, for me, like, you know, was people that also were very similar to me. Um, very different, diverse for sure, but of course those like values or just the way they are, you know, similarly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. I definitely resonate with what you've been saying that like I think in my college experience, like I, I've definitely like found my people now, like I can confidently say that I have found my people in college and like I have my girlies who I will like ride or die for like I know who those people are and I think like but I but I also think that a lot of my like confidence and like learning to like be around people definitely grew from like the roommates that I had my first year like I was like it was really hard for me to like find or make friends like the beginning you know you're like in a new school I was like the only one from my high school that attended Bowdoin like I knew nobody like it was like that but my roommates or the people that I was paired with in my room were definitely like my closest friends at the very beginning. And um, it's rare at like Odin to say that you've like remained friends with your first year roommates. I can say that like some people are like, oh yeah, like that was my roommate, but like I don't talk to them ever again or like I never see them, whatever. But like I can confidently say that I am really close to all three of them. And even like go as far as like convincing one of them to like pursue a physics major with me um like Chloe if you're listening I know <laughs> I know you know that we know that we took physics together um but yeah I think like also sometimes like we have like some expectations about like what these relationships should be like from the very beginning like 
I even sometimes got a little jealous of like other fours because they like hit off hit it off like really well you know like being friends with everyone it's always like such a like when you're trying to figure out like who you are and how you like respond to other people like you're always comparing your relationships with like the relationships of other people I think um but I again I think like sometimes having a closed circle is a little better for me or for you I mean I know it was for me so I like really really appreciate my main one-on-ones um you know who they are <laughs> yeah I think I think I don't know if I don't know if I'm correct in saying that we're in the minor- minority, but I think definitely the whole thing of staying in touch with your roommates and then them ending up being your best friends, that doesn't happen to everyone. Um, for me, that did happen. Uh, so I guess I'm in that group. Um, I, I currently still live with, with my roommate from uh, freshman year. We just moved out to like a, a different apartment, but um, we're really close. And uh, as well with like some other uh another friend that was on that same floor. But, you know, it was only basically those uh, two, three people that I, I was close with. Uh, the people on my floor, I didn't like uh, share too many interests with. Um, and so one of the things that actually uh, I recommend you guys do if, if that's the case is look for other outlets where you can meet other people who are interested in the same things as you are. So for me, that was, I was coming from high school, kind of like playing soccer for all four years and so that was the thing that I, I wanted to keep doing, even if it was just for fun, not competitively. So I, I, my, my roommate and I both joined um, the intramural soccer team and we met a bunch of really cool uh, friends through that. We, I think we played it for four semesters up until, yeah, like I think I want to say second semester of freshman year, we started up until when we couldn't anymore because of quarantine. Um, <laughs> It was sad. We, 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 we were gonna. We were doing so good that it was, I think, our fourth season together. So we had built up chemistry. We had lineups and stuff, uh, like oh, legit no. stuff. And then we couldn't continue, but that's okay. Um, yeah, but basically, yeah, you can do that. Uh, Join a bunch of different sports like that, and it's a less commitment than having to do it like competitively. And you can yeah. make cool friends. I actually did an intramural like I think my third year it was cool I got a scar from it so what did you do what did you play I played soccer too yeah I was co-ed soccer I mean we weren't that good but it's okay (laughs) 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 self-awareness I think our only win was when like another team forfeited I think like they just didn't show up (laughs) no I know at least you got the workout and that's what matters Honestly, we had a good time, like, no matter what, so, but yeah, I feel like this ties into, like, you know, like, my dorm life really pushing me out of my comfort zone to, like, try different things, so, like, honestly, like, you know, I, like, got to explore a lot of things, like, I got to, you know, try a wide variety of, like, orgs, and, you know, found some that I liked, found some that just weren't for me, and that's okay, right, like, I even, like, considered, like, a cultural sorority, was not my cup of tea and I'll leave it at that but like mm-hmm. you know I think through this <laughs> through this trial and error like I really found like what worked for me and I think like I think a common theme that we've been saying is like you know we're like our intentionality with these things and like these experiences really like help shape who we are and honestly like I can fullheartedly say that like my org has been like a really really big like influence on me in terms of like 
just growth like um shout out to my HU family like y'all know who you are but like we've got we've like we've been able to grow together and I think like it's also really different from high school right like the clubs that I was in like you know you have your little 30 minute lunch time and stuff like that but like I feel like a lot of times you go because you have nowhere else to go <laughs> you know but in college like you're really making the time and the effort to like go to these places or like you know go to these org meetings and stuff like that and I really think like I was able to not only build like lifelong friendships but I think we've like been able to support each other like professionally and academically you know like I feel like in college my friends haven't just been for like social settings like it's also been like networking together like growing together professionally like staying at helping the each other with resumes yeah literally like helping each other with resumes or like hitting each other up and being like oh hey like I saw this job opportunity that I think like you know it fits you like really well like apply and things like that so like I think like the orgs have been really crucial to like connecting me with people that not only like help me professionally but become like really cool homies right like so you know I think like friends that grow together like that stay together. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You. I'm glad you guys had like good dorm life experiences. Like honestly, my dorm life humbled me so much. It definitely wasn't how I imagined it would be or at least how like the social how social media or movies pictured it would be. Yeah. Like I simply like I was friends with my roommates. I was friendly. I coexisted with them. But they were not my best friends. <laughs> so that also just pushed me out to like go join orgs and clubs on campus to intentionally find who I was it got me out of my shell it made me make friends like elsewhere on campus and it kind of pushed me because I'm a little lazy so it kind of pushed me to not take the easy way out in making friends at least I had to actually work I actually had to work on it Yeah, I think like something something else that we haven't really talked about or like I guess is uh, like a personal experience is that sometimes like the clubs or organizations that are out there like might not really fit with everything that you might be interested in. And you can also ha you have the opportunity to like start your own organization or club, you know, like if you feel like if you feel like there is like a, a gap in what it is that you want to do, like don't be limited by what already exists don't feel limited by what already exists like you can yeah. always make your own space on campus and I think that is something that um I was lucky enough to, to do like with some of my friends and like some of my closest friends now um is to like start an organization define American at on Bowdoin's in Bowdoin's campus, Bowdoin's campus. prepositions um <laughs> English is not my first language anyways um and Define American is like a great organization to talk about like issues of immigration, especially like, I mean, right now we're doing like a really, really interesting place when it comes to immigration. And also it was like a really great for me to like find or like share some of my passions outside of physics as I've like really reiterated every single time that I come on this podcast. Um, there are like other things that I'm also passionate about. And it was like a great time for me to like, really discover those like other interests and just explore parts of like my own personality and like my own identity that I feel like are sometimes like I don't know easy to overlook like again when you think of who you are on paper 
like, I mean, I'm an immigrant. I came to this country when I was like 12, you know, um, and I got like an opportunity to like think about my immigration journey, like through one of the events that we did was like talk about your immigration journey and like what that means and just like share that with other people. Cause like a lot of people like take that for granted. Like, you know, they don't have like the close connection to topics such as immigration that maybe like I have. And that's like, that, yeah, it's like a huge part of my identity. And also learning more about like what I want to do in the future and um, like qualities that I, I like having, for instance, like advocating for other people or for topics that I care about. I say as like an INFJ person, you know, like my personality, um, uh, like the INFJs are like the advocates or whatnot. And that stands for like introvert, intuitive, feeling and judging. So I guess it does kind of make sense that I'm interested in topics like that. Um, but yeah, like these issues about like social justice reform and immigration, like are like passions that I found outside of science that have really like made me understand me and accept me um, in, in a deeper in a deeper way. I like that. I like that idea of sort of embracing these things that normally you wouldn't or or that you hadn't before. Um, I think one like come like coming into college. I think one of the things that I was I I shied most away from most was uh, kind of like the the fact that I wasn't born here. It was uh, for me. It was a kind of uncomfortable topic, and I didn't really like to talk about it other than with like really close friends that, that knew. Um, and I think after coming to college, I had, or before before that, I had a friend jokingly t- like tell me, don't get whitewashed once you go uh, up to the Bay Area. Um, and I think that was funny because it, I, in, it kind of like what ended up happening was exactly the opposite. I felt like coming here made me feel like, more connected to I guess my roots and sort of um, want to learn more about my background um, even if I couldn't travel back home um, like trying to learn at least a little bit of, of my my dad's like native language um, that they speak in in his town which is still it's, it's not Spanish it's like a dialect uh, of the native people there stuff like that where I wanted to sort of I couldn't go back, but I, I wanted to connect in that way. And, and being in an environment where there aren't people like that or not as many um, kind of did the exact opposite of, of whitewashing. It kind of went to the opposite of brownwashing. I don't know. Interfacing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that was, that was a, a thing that kind of, I'm still sort of uh, going or, or navigating through um, in college because at the same time, I'm conflicted because I, I don't want to be, or I don't think I can be defined just by those identities or labels that um, I can have on myself. Um, because I don't, I don't feel 100% Mexican, but I don't feel 100% American either. Um, and to say that I'm one or the other isn't going to capture everything that I feel like I am. Um, so I guess that was one of the things that. Per- it was like a progression of embracing those identities, but at the same time, detaching myself from them so that they don't hold weight over me because that's not everything that I am. And it was kind of like a, a form of gaming independence, even if it wasn't, you know, um, 
in the traditional sense of independence. Um, mental yeah. independence from societal structures. Exactly, yeah. or from just like labels or this pressure to like fit yourself into like any small box or category, like, you know, I just wanna be, like, I just wanna like float in space. <laughs> Is it not enough to just exist sometimes? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Did no. you guys watch the movie Soul? Like, you know how like they just think about like what's life's purpose, but it's like at the end of the day, like you don't need a purpose. Like just live your life. Like, you know? Yeah, but- dude. That was such a good movie. I just watched it like a couple of days ago. Yeah, it was so good. I, I watched love- it in Spanish. <laughs> 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 but I like when like yeah they ask like one of the like I guess the people in control of like those souls or whatever like what was my purpose like I thought it was music and he's all like purpose like y'all are so basic and I was like oh my <laughs> <Yeah>. gosh <laughs> you know, like, thinking like about a purpose yeah. <laughs> yeah like I don't know like I just think like kind of like we said like we don't really need to be tied down to anything like in soul when I like when I watched it like you said like they were like Qual es tu chispa? Like, what are you? What are you here for? Like, that's what they called it in Spark. <laughs> like, your what chispa. makes you? I don't know. Spark. Like, it it doesn't have to be anything. It could be everything. It could be nothing. Like, I don't know. But I think this really ties into like the personal growth I've been able to go through, like in college. Um, you know, I think when I reflect back on like my high school self, like I think I was also really caught up in like like fitting into these little boxes or like you know being thinking about like oh who is jazz like jazz is a student jazz is this like you know but in college like I don't know like I'm anything and anything I want to be like Mm -hmm. and you know I think like it just it just like really helped me let go of a lot of things like you know I I don't I just stopped caring about like all these expectations and I also stopped like or I'm still working on like you know not having expectations at the same time right like um because it's just like it is what it is like I can let things be and you know I stopped caring so much about like what people thought about me like and really living for myself and like you know I think this comes in any sense of like family and friends and I think like family was a really big one for me because you know like as a first gen student like I was told like go to college go to college but like I never really knew like why I was going to college like I felt like I was going to college for my parents which I mean at the end of the day I'm really glad I went to college and like it's been such a privilege but like figuring out like why I wanted to go to college was very liberating you know like Mm. thinking about Mm. just I guess, like I said, like living for myself, like I think, you know, as much as my mom loves me, like love could, like these love and expectations could also be so limiting, but like letting myself just let go of those expectations of others have really helped me come into myself and figure out like what I wanna do, who I wanna be like, and just floating in space and time. And I think like, when I think about that kind of personal growth, it definitely feels like growing pains because I do like, don't wanna like glamorize it or like romanticize it, right? Like it's not easy, it's not an easy process. And it's definitely not linear. Like I find myself some days like I feel bomb and it's great. And then other days I'm having an existential crisis like (laughs) throughout the day, like every other day, you know, but it's definitely growing pains. And it's like, I don't know, I just think of it like 
as like the butterfly metamorphosis process. I'm not a science major or anything, but you know, like when the butterfly, like the caterpillar goes in the little cocoon and it like turns into a beautiful, beautiful butterfly. Like, I'm sure that's not an easy process. It's like not an easy process to be cooped up in this little like bubble for, you know, a long period of time, but it ends up being worth it because you become this free butterfly that gets to go off and explore the world or whatever. So, you know, I don't know. It's just, I don't know what I'm saying, but yeah, that's been my personal growth. Like, you're so, you're so, I'm following everything on point, especially when you said that it's not linear, like your growth, your growing pains, like definitely not linear. I'm still going through that process. I feel like I haven't made it to the other side yet. I don't know where the other side is, but like, I feel like I'm still getting there. I'm still like, do we ever get there another side? We, I don't know, but I I just take solace in the fact that it's okay if you take a few steps back. Like you can be going in a circle, you can be going in a whole different direction. Like personally, I'm living back home because of COVID, but I saw myself, like envisioned myself living on in my in my college town, like for my senior year. So I'm still kind of struggling with like integrating the independence I've cultivated over these past three years, being away from home and being here at home for this last year, all online. So that's been kind of hard. I feel like it's been hard for a lot of people like our age in school, moving back, who do move back home for like the safety of themselves and for the safety of others. But I know that it's okay because I trust everything will work out in the future. I'll get, pa- I'll get back on any path that I decide to take. And as stressed out as I get about thinking about the future, I know like intrinsically in myself that everything's gonna turn out all right. And I extend that to all of you guys. Snaps to that, trust the process. What is like one of those (laughs) like quotes that is like, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Like, like destination fever will definitely like have you feeling like so incomplete just gotta be present enjoy the now like sometimes sometimes a walk doesn't even need a destination you just be walking you just be vibing vibing, bro your vibes and it's not to say that like you shouldn't have goals and aspirations. But yeah, it's just yeah. like to and just <laughs> oh, yeah, enjoy yeah, yeah. enjoy the process of reaching those goals. Don't get so caught up. Or what's like that other quote? Like you are where you dreamed of being, bro. I just got quotes. That's bro, left and there. right on. <laughs> Call them out. Thank you. <laughs> no, that's uh, honestly that's all so beautiful. Literally, after hearing everyone talk about their thoughts and just the way you know that they feel of who they are or, or how they're getting there or just where they are at the moment you know just has me thinking just about life and like who I am and honestly I guess in best terms or easiest for me to explain as an artist <laughs> is that it's all just a work in progress you know like whenever I'm creating an art piece like just right off the bat in the beginning when I'm sketching and everything, like I'm already hating it. Like I'm already like, this is trash. I hate it. (laughs) I don't, I don't even want to finish it, you know, or even for like a piece for school, which, you know, ultimately I have to finish it because I have to present something, but, but I hate it, you know, like 
you know, those little mistakes that I make or, or just anything that just, you know, I'm very unsatisfied with. But the biggest thing about those works in progress is that you just have to keep going. You just have to keep going. You have to work your way through it. And, you know, eventually you'll either get to the like final result, I guess you could say, or just somewhere that you feel satisfied, somewhere that you feel like is just right, like you feel complete with it so far. But that doesn't mean that it's it's done, you know, like you can still go back to it, you can still change it, you can still completely rechange it and remake a whole new piece. And I just feel like that's how life is. Or, you know, just even answering the question of who am I, I guess for me, just a work in progress, <laughs> I guess you could say wow. that. Yes. It's just working Cheers. their way through until I can get to where I want to be. So, wow, wow. love that. We love a I life. Like that metaphor. <laughs> it's not. Well, I guess like I've been thinking about this. Like, who am I? And I guess like I can define myself, but perhaps like some of my actions. I feel like that is had the best way to define myself. And like, I think one of them, a big one, is like how I'm. I am now like not afraid of failure. I feel like before I was very concentrated about how like success defines you as a person, like just very defined by like, I don't know, grades, academics, like things that feel like you are because of that success. But I feel like like being concentrated within those expectations has like, like whenever you have expectations, you're already setting yourself up for failure because like, nothing is really going to match your expectations in life. And I think that I kind of learned that with like, this one book that I read in my like women writers class, like it's called Nada by Carmen Laforet. And it's like the Spanish author. And she wrote it when she was like in her twenties and it was like her first novel. And she just wrote it because she wanted to write it. And then suddenly it's like such a popular book and whatever. But anyways, it's just like talking about like, or, or this feeling of like not being afraid of failure, failure. And like, you know, I feel like, now that feels so much more liberating because I have the opportunity of like trying new things and not being afraid of like not being perfect from the beginning. And I think that is like what everyone is talking about this like work in progress, like being it's like, well, I'm someone that is like not afraid to get things wrong, like not afraid to make mistakes, not afraid to do that. And I feel like that it's like something that has taken a while to get to and it's like not obviously not the end result but I feel like it's a good place for where I am right now. This is deep. I love it. <laughs> um, who am I? Like who is Julie? Who am I on the surface level? Like I'm a woman living in the U.S. I'm a Latina all that stuff but personally on the inside I know I myself have changed since high school and even since from where I was like a year ago six months ago like I've changed especially in this time of COVID like everyone's been changing in oh, yeah. some way shape or form but save from like my core values like I believe in kindness and honesty and authentic authenticity uh, I know my sense of self and my identity like it'll always be evolving and I'm kind of looking forward to finding out who I become in the future because it's all a part of like this grander process of who I become to be, who I want to be. I don't know who I want to be, but I, I like who I am now. And I just 
you got to trust the process trust the process wow that's so beautiful (laughs) yeah but I agree with you Julie like I like I like who I am now but I guess in relation to what I said earlier and kind of like what Luis was talking about about like fitting ourselves into like these categories or these labels like I don't think I have a really like solid answer about like who I am like I don't know it's just a vibe like I just am who I am and like I think that has been a huge part of my growth like kind of like you were reflecting back on like your high school self I think my high school self would have been really quick to jump at this question and be like I'm this I'm this I'm this I'm this like because I was so comfortable with these labels and stuff and now it's just like I don't know I feel like I come back to the movie soul but like I feel like that was the first like movie that I've seen that really like hit like my mentality of like nothing has meaning and like in the most beautiful ways like this is what I always tell my mom and she's always like you're such a Debbie Downer like blah 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 and I'm like no like I don't mean that in like a pessimistic way or like in a negative way I mean that in the most beautiful way like nothing has meaning unless you give it meaning and like if you want to give it meaning that's cool but if you don't have the words to like define that meaning that's okay too like it could just be a feeling like an experience that just doesn't have words to fit it so I think like if I'm thinking about who I am like I guess those are the words like (laughs) I don't know like I don't really know how to answer that question but I like where I'm at and I'm looking forward to where I'm going to yeah I think with everything that we've been talking about like when I when I think about this conversation it's it feels very like cosmic I don't know if I don't know if that makes sense but we've been talking about Mm -hmm. individual experiences how that can shape an individual in in very intricate ways um, so that everyone is unique Um, but then at the same time how that is connected to sort of everyone else that that we surround ourselves with Um, and so I think if I were just to describe who I am now I don't know I don't know that I would be able to pin it down with anything like specific but I I like this this one uh, uh, quote from one of my favorite uh, scientists his name is Richard Feynman he's a he's a physicist or he was rest in peace Um, I (laughs) the quote I don't remember where where it's from (laughs) but he says I I'm paraphrasing I I might not get it exactly but he says I uh, am a universe of atoms but at the same time, I'm an atom in the universe. And I think that applies to what we're saying, because I mean, if we think about like, we literally are a universe atoms of atoms, but then at the same time, we're just a single sort of atom that has its own trajectory and kinetics and different factors that influence it, its own temperature or whatever, um, in this grander sort of universe that we live in. Um, and so I think I... I'm just trying to do the best with the the chispa that I've been given for referencing soul, uh, the best with what I am working towards um, and hopefully um, bringing some good into the world. So beautiful. 
wait, that totally. Well, first off, we're not sponsored by Disney, but if Disney wants to sponsor us, like <laughs> the DMs are open. Hire Natalie, please. Please hire Natalie. She's great thing. <laughs> um, but also, I'm so sorry, the weave in me is coming out, but this totally reminds me of an anime full metal alchemist. If anyone is please don't it. get me started. Yeah. Watch it, Throw back. Started, but they they mentioned like one is all and all is one and it's literally going back the same thing of what you were saying Luis you know that like we're all connected um but of course we're all our own self you know our own little universe but connection uh, I don't know I just love it <laughs> it just reminded me of that wow wow what a great discussion we just had I hope everyone has enjoyed this like wild ride with us I think we all kind of had like our own little existential crisis and as a community too um but it was great to like learn more about ourselves I feel like in hearing how other people's like thought process like trying to answer this question you kind of find things that you like feel that you know or you learn about yourself from like hearing other people's like thoughts on things you know and I hope like you listeners have also gotten a chance to like you know ride with us through this journey and like I don't know gotten something from it I really um I'm excited for all of us (laughs) in their futures um like knowing what who we are now and hopefully like who will be in the future I don't know um but yeah I think that pretty much concludes our episode today um any final thoughts anyone say to the mic now (laughs) Oh my gosh, so much pressure. Well, actually, now I have a question for the audience, for the listeners. Ooh. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? Please let us know in the link with the description down below in our episode. We have, a <laughs> we have our little survey in which you can tell us who you are. <laughs> or hit us up on Instagram. Tell us who you are at mm-hmm. university underscore pod. <laughs> And again, thank you all for listening. And we're really excited about our next episode, which will discuss like the later part in our life. You know how this podcast is like kind of sectioned off in like specific blocks of times. Um, so we did the past and we're currently doing the present, which we're discussing our college life self and we'll be doing our future. You know, when we maybe, you know, bring in some guests to talk about what life we after like. college is <laughs> like. I want to hear some real adults having an existential crisis like because we're not real adults Uh, but anyways I think that concludes our episode and thank you guys for listening and I hope to see y'all later bye